What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of Mean Streets. Chris Meany here hanging out with you. Appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out with me as well. Lots to get to here on this show. If you are watching live on our FTN Network YouTube page, we do appreciate you guys. Make sure you smash that like button, hit subscribe. Any comments, any questions, you can leave them there. Always circling back as well for the iTunes and Spotify listeners. You can head on over, leave a question in the comment section, a starter sick question. Uh, anything at all it doesn't have to be football related. I'll do my best to answer that question. You can reach out MeanStreetsFTN at gmail.com and on X at Chris Meany. Uh, as I said, we got a lot to get to here on this show. Eyelash in the eye to start us off. Um, we got some picks against the spread. We have some props. We have some touchdown props. I actually got 10 touchdown props for you guys. Um, putting Georgia to work this morning. Absolutely bats. Um, got a hockey game tonight. Don't usually have hockey on, on Friday. Friday night lights. Bat season. Uh, I, Troy's usually a friend of the dangle bet Selly show but dude owes me two tickets to an islanders game and he said he would give me all the bats that i could drink uh because the canadians beat the blue jackets not once but twice this season so troy bats are on you brother uh and i can't wait to see you uh but we got 10 touchdown props we have a, a parlay we have a teaser we have picks against the spread some totals some money line plays and overall props as well want to dive into last night i don't have too much to say about last night uh unfortunately i couldn't get my stuff together uh to do a, a live football show with you guys it was a little under the weather and uh dango betzelli ate me up yesterday with 14 games on the ice but if you were part of the ftm betting package we'd have a pretty good day we had cd lamb receiving yards brennan cooks receiving yards and zach Char charbonnet um um rushing attempts uh I I probably would have came on here and said that the Cowboys were going to roll. Part of me, like, I really like the Seattle Seahawks team. I, I know that they haven't played good football lately. I just feel like the media is all this week. I just heard about the Cowboys and the Cowboys and the Cowboys and offensively, and they're going to crush Seattle again. And Seattle is like uh, not as good as their record suggests. And we have those two wins from two losses from Seattle against um Baltimore where they got rocked and San Fran where they got rocked and I just think that Baltimore and San Fran are just they're up at the top like Dallas got rocked by San Fran too and I think they'd be, they would struggle offensively against Baltimore but the top for me is like San Fran and Baltimore I suppose you could put Philly in there as well uh, and then there's like another tier so Seattle has some good wins this season you know they beat Detroit in Detroit against the Lions you know credit to Geno and company they played pretty good last night in Dallas um you know, Bland had another pick, but he was basically on an island the entire time. He's high risk, high reward, right? He jumps a lot of routes. He can, you know, of course, what he's doing this year is extremely special to have the most pick sixes of all time. And we're just into week 13. It's it's really special. I don't want to take anything away from him, but Seattle certainly picked on him a little bit. Had a great game from JSN, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, DK Metcalf was fantastic. Charbonnet was really good as well. And the offensive line did what they could to kind of, um, slow down the pass rush in Dallas at the end of the game, you know, leaving Micah Parsons unblocked is, is not ideal, but they hung around in that game. Uh, they almost pulled off the upset. Uh, Dak had another great game. Cooks had another great game. CeeDee Lamb had another good game. Ferguson, like these guys we've been talking about over quite some time, the Cowboys can score some points and they can score a lot of points at home. And Dak has had a lot of, of MVP buzz this week in the media in particular, you know, a couple weeks ago was Joe Burrow. This is the media does like they like to pump up these guys. It's like next man up. Like you're going to pump up Jalen Hurts at plus 125 to win the MVP. You're going to pump up Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP again. Dak is certainly trending up. 
Uh, it's probably too late uh, to get involved with with Dak Prescott MVP odds. I, I believe he's moved uh, just behind Jalen Hurts around plus 325. I think if you want to get involved in this market, you're probably better off taking the Cowboys to win the NFC uh, to win the conference. Uh, I think that there's longer odds for that to happen. And for Dak to win MVP, that's going to have to happen. The Cowboys are either going to have to win the NFC East or they're going to have to finish as the number one seed. And we'll see what happens down the stretch. I saw our guy Aaron Schatz tweet out that Dak deserves to be in the conversation, but he also has faced the fourth easiest pass defensive schedule in the NFL. I think the Falcons and the Saints were in there as well. Uh, and, and maybe the commanders. Uh, but what don't want to take anything away from Dak. Looks great. Doing some great things. Uh, probably playing the best football of his career. I know he was good in his rookie season and in the sophomore season. But at this moment, playing really, really good football. Let's see what happens down the stretch. Game next week against Philadelphia. Has Buffalo. Has Detroit. And has Miami. So the schedule will turn for him. Uh, but like I said, I think you're probably better off getting involved in the conference market because he would they would have to finish i think first in the division or first in the conference for him to win mvp and even then it's not a lock those things could still happen and he may not be able to get that um as for the cowboys and and winning the division i still think philly is in the driver's seat even if they lose this week to the niners and lose next week to dallas uh, they would be tied and assuming that philly and dallas would win out after that matchup uh, philly would hold the tiebreaker as uh you know the division Record would be the same head to head one and one. And then I believe the next tiebreaker would be conference record. And that loss to the Cardinals, Dallas losing to Arizona would be the difference maker. Assuming again, Philly closes out with W's against Seattle, two against the Giants and then one against Arizona. But it, it, it next week's going to be huge. This week's going to be huge as well. There's a lot on the line for the Eagles and the 49ers, but a, a big statement win from the Cowboys last night. And uh, yeah, I don't have too much more to say uh, about that uh, about that game. Seattle still has an outside chance of, of making this thing work. I I chalked up a loss to them to the Cowboys this week. You know, a loss next week to the Niners. Probably a loss to Philadelphia, even though it's in Seattle. They could still get in at eight and nine. It's it's very possible that they could win out after that. Uh, we, we talked about the Packers this week being very much alive as well. So we'll see what happens um, this week. We got some start and sits as well uh, to get after it after, and we'll probably start there, and then we'll dive into some props and some touchdown props and and picks against the spread. If you guys have any questions, leave them there here, uh, hanging out with me now live, and we'll get to them towards the end of the show. As per usual, want to say what up to the crew, Mikey Boy G in the house. Hey sir, had a crazy tilting night last night, missed a five leg parlay uh, by one and a half yards from Lockett. Ugh, and the Leafs game went over. In my four-leg parlay, I bet the under six and a half. He got burned there. The Leafs folded like an envelope in the third, uh, but they did find a way to win the game in a shootout. I know Mitch Marner had a big day. Didn't realize that they counted the shootout as a goal against in the line. Thought it was it. Yeah, um, you could do some like in 60 in regulation totals, but the odds obviously would change. Like if you took under six and a half in regulation, that may have been like minus 155 or minus 160 or something like that. Um, yeah, tough go for, for Lockett, man. He had a bad drop in the middle of the field as well. Just missing that. Um, again, no one, a tough, tough go, man. Hopefully we can, we can get a couple winners here for you. I thought yesterday was pretty good for us in the NHL. We had the Panthers and 16 on the puck line. We missed a couple crazy, uh, same game parlays. We needed one, uh, Dawson Mercer point from a 33 to one. We just keep laddering Jack Hughes. 
It's like back-to-back games in the bet track where we've had him for seven plus shots at five to one. He had another game with nine shots last night. This guy is just an absolute psycho. Three points last night. I think he's got at least eight shots in four of the five games since returning. It's close to that anyways. There's been one game with six, I think two with nine, another with eight, actually two with eight, two with nine, one with six. So he has at least six shots, I think, in five or six games since returning. And they just happen to be up against the worst team in hockey tonight. And I think they're like minus 600 favorites. But we do have some fun stuff in the NHL and the bet tracker that I could share, even though there's just two games on the ice. We'll we'll see if we can bounce back there for you, uh, Mikey Boy G. But I was pretty happy with how yesterday went on the hard court, on the gridiron, and on the ice last night from a betting standpoint. Let's see if we can carry over and finish the week strong. Daily Handle in the house. Good afternoon, Means, and everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, Jordan, who's the, who's the team, the biggest sleeper team in the NBA, maybe the most surprising team in the NBA. It could be from a winning standpoint, a losing standpoint. And why is it the Orlando magic? The magic playing some good basketball lately. Um, I don't know if they're a top five team in the East, but they're on their way. They're on their way, man. Uh, I, I've been pretty impressed with them. Perk in the house. What's going on? Welcome in. What is your opinion about the Philly match and how hard was it? um without Wayne Johnson yeah I'm gonna get into that one in just a little bit when we we dive into the picks against the spread uh but this is a tough one I mean we have never seen in the Super Bowl era a 10 and one team at home enter the week as a dog right uh San Fran is favored by two and a half three in some spots they're 10 and one and there's a caveat with that stat it's you know if as long as the team has the starting quarterback we've seen Actually, the Eagles, when they lost Carson Wentz roughly week 14 or so, when the year they won the Super Bowl, they were dogs the entire time, right? Lane Johnson had the dog mask. They were, they were, the playoffs had to run through the link. They were dogs against the Falcons in the first round. They were dogs against the Vikings. They were dogs in the Super Bowl. And you know what happened. Um, I'll get into that one in a little bit, but Lane Johnson is key. I believe the stat heading into last week, they did pull off the victory was like 13 and 23 with him out of the lineup. I think he's the best right tackle in the game. Uh, and it's very important to, to have him, especially when you got to deal with uh, Bosa and you have to deal with Chase Young. And I thought the Eagles did a fantastic job against Bosa last year. And Lane Johnson wasn't 100 percent playing in this game, also dealing with a, a groin injury when those two teams played uh, last year. But. We'll get into that one in a little bit. Uh, Scott Stewie Stewart in the house. Who's your favorite RB to play this week? Thank you in advance. Are you talking from a DFS standpoint? Favorite running back to play overall? Um, had the under last night. What allows the night to bet an under? Yeah, you know, uh, for the most part, the under has hit in these primetime games, especially on Thursday night football. But that was probably one of the better Thursday night football games we've seen yet this year, right? It was fast paced, a lot of offense back and forth. Uh, really, really good stuff. I think, you know, just taking a look at my rankings, I, I don't know if you mean overall from like a, I, you probably mean from a DFS standpoint. I don't have the prices handy offhand. Um, really liked what I saw from Kyron Williams last week and with Cleveland potentially down Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward going to Joe Flacco. I think it's a game that the Rams could uh, lean on him a touch and he can get another 15 plus opportunities catching some passes. Yeah, you do mean from a DFS standpoint. Um, yeah, I like Kyron Williams. Uh, I also like Bijan Robinson. I think that uh, they finally turned things over to Bijan Robinson. You can run on the Jets. Uh, the past couple games from Bijan, he's got back to back games with 90 plus rushing yards, and he's got back to back games with a touchdown. He scored twice last week, caught three passes for 32 receiving yards. We'll get into some DFS stuff maybe towards the end of the show. Scotty, hang by. 
and we'll uh, we'll dive into that main slate stuff. We'll take a look at the pricing and we'll roll through. It's been a minute since we've done some DFS stuff. You're all good, man. No apologies. We'll roll through some start and sit, some picks against the spread, some touchdown props, answer any questions you guys have, and then we'll wrap up with some DFS thoughts. We'll take a look at some some highs and some lows, and and we'll dive into DraftKings in just a touch. So we'll get into some start and sits here now. And what I what I want to preference is that. Uh, I understand there's six teams on by. It's all about context. Before you guys light me up on on social media and TikTok, because I can't come in here and just say, oh, you know, sit Will Levis, sit Joe Flacco, sit, um, I don't know, Bryce Young. Like, obviously, we're sitting those guys. So some of these are, are, are maybe a little bit bolder takes. And I, I overall, I'll just say this. Context is key. And there's an upgrade or a downgrade for some of these players when it comes to their matchup. So six teams on by a lot of good teams on by, I forget them offhand. Oh yeah. Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, Las Vegas, mini and the giants. I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks and Lamar and fields and, and Josh Allen. Um, there's some, some pretty good running backs on by there's some pretty good tight ends on by. So it is all about context, but some of these players have better matchups and some of these players have worse matchups. And we'll just start here with players uh, that I would start in week 13 and Trevor Lawrence is at the top of my list for me. He's a top five quarterback this week, uh, a matchup against Cincinnati who has allowed the second most yards per game, the seventh most passing yards per game, and a league high 7.6 yards per attempt. Tila has six touchdowns in his last two games. It's about time, right? We were waiting for this from Trevor Lawrence. A season high 364 passing yards last week. It does get tough for Tila after this week. He's got a matchup in Cleveland against the Browns week 14. You need him uh, come fantasy football playoff time, maybe a W. And then when your first matchup week 15 against the Baltimore Ravens. So this may be the last time before we get into those uh, must win situations uh, that I always hear from people to start Trevor Lawrence with confidence. But that's certainly what I'm doing this week. Brock Purdy against the Eagles. Uh, I know it's in the at the link, and it, it looks like maybe another rainy game in Philadelphia this week. But seven passing touchdowns in the last three games since returning from the bye, where he had struggled before the bye, and mostly struggled without Trent Williams on the offensive line, without Debo Samuel. The Eagles have allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the most to wide receivers, and the fourth most passing yards overall. Uh, don't worry about the matchup. Uh, I do like the under in this game, but I think Brock Purdy will do enough. I actually like him to have two passing touchdowns in this matchup. And then Russell Wilson against the Texans. Don't look now, but Russ, man, he's having a really good season. Sean Payton has seemed to fix Russ in this offense. Uh, 20 passing touchdowns and four picks this season. Five TDs in his last three games. 15-plus fantasy points in nine of his last 11 games. 24 rushing yards per game from Russ, which is another added element we've seen this season from Russ. We viewed him, I did anyways, as a rushing quarterback. Over the past couple of years, it's just not been there. The 24 rushing yards per game is the most since 2020. As for the matchup, the Texans, the sixth most passing yards allowed, the third highest quarterback completion percentage against, and top 10 in yards per attempt. I actually think Denver will go in and upset C.J. Stroud and the Texans this weekend. Rashad White, you know, again, we're starting him. He's been playing really good. Uh, I have him as a top 12 running back this week, which is the first time I think all season I've had him. As an RB1, he's coming off his first 100-yard game of the season. Only five total touchdowns on the year, but Carolina has allowed a league-high 
18 rushing touchdowns and the third most fantasy points to running backs. How about Zach Moss against the Tennessee Titans? A tough blow for Jonathan Taylor owners to be without him for the next two to four weeks. But if you look at week two to week four without Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss racked up 66 rushing attempts, 280 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and six receptions. He's got the Titans this week, which they're a decent rush defense. He also faced the Titans in week five. It was Jonathan Taylor's first game back in the lineup. And all Zach Moss did was rack up 23 carries, 165 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and he caught two passes for another 30 yards. He had 33 fantasy points. Zach Moss is a top 12 back this week. Najee Harris against Arizona. Najee Harris, man, like this guy's trending up at the right time. And a lot of people have been hard on him all year long. We've We've been talking about Jalen Warren is trending up as looking like the better back. But I'll tell you what, Najee Harris leads the NFL with 11 runs of 15 plus yards. That's correct. He leads the NFL with 11 runs of 15 plus yards. Najee, a season high 99 yards last week, scored a touchdown for the fourth time in the last six games. And this was the first game in 59 games where the Steelers had 400 total yards of offense. I get it. They only scored 16 points, uh, but there are a little bit more creativity with the play calling there with Matt Canada now officially gone. And we mix in the matchup. I think that Jalen Warren is also worthy of a start, although I like Najee Harris more than Jalen Warren. He is the goal line back. He has more carries inside the red zone, inside the 10, inside the five near the goal line. And he's racking up those touchdowns. But Warren, even though he had the dead game last week, he's got three plus grabs in four of his last five averaging double-digit carries over the last four weeks. And the Cardinals have allowed the second-most fantasy points to running backs and the third-most rushing yards per game to the position. I had Jeff Wilson on here as a start, but it sounds like Devonta Chan is going to play, so a little bit of a risky play there. If you're in a pinch, in a tough spot, you need a flex play, Taller Algier may be able to flirt with double-digit fantasy points for you. The Jets have allowed the second-most rushing yards to running backs um, and also... Algier is still getting a little bit of goal line work there. So as much as I like Bijan, and I think it's his backfield moving forward, Arthur Smith still does weird things. They close out games with Tyler Algier. He could get a goal line carry. He may find the end zone. And that's all you want as a flex play. Cooper Cup, man, he hasn't topped six fantasy points since week six. It's still hard to sit him with Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, questionable to suit up in this game. And the, and the Browns potentially turning to Joe Flacco. Uh, it could be a really tough spot for the Cleveland Browns. So I have a hard time sitting Cooper Cup, but I do have him ranked as low as I've ever had him ranked this season. Roughly wide receiver 17, 18, a low-end wide receiver too. But of course, we know that the ceiling is top five. I'd have a hard time sitting Cooper Cup. Hit me up if you have any you know, Cooper Cup versus questions. Rasheed Rice, we've just been waiting for this moment all season long. We've talked about him a lot as a start. Uh, you know, last week was a career high for him in terms of targets. He had 10 grabs, eight over hundred yards, scored his fifth touchdown of the season among the leaders in yards after the catch among the leaders in red zone targets, Kadarius, Tony Skymore, MVS, Justin Watson. Stop it. It's Rasheed Rice. And I think Mahomes and company uh, learned something last week. And I think they'll lean on the rook the rest of the way. I like Rasheed Rice as a wide receiver three this week. Josh Downs is a guy that you could consider starting over Cooper Cup. I don't think I would do it personally, but you can't ignore the volume. 13 targets last week, six plus targets in five of his last six games. Looks like he's recovered from the knee injury. A matchup against the Titans, top 10 in quarterback 
completion percentage against, and also fantasy points to wide receivers. Gardner Minshew throws a football to two guys. It is Josh Downs and it's Michael Pittman, and Pittman is a top 12 wide receiver. George Pickens here against Arizona. I think he's worthy of a flex play. Again, the Steelers had over 400 yards of offense last week for the first time in 59 games without Matt Canada. They only scored 16 points. It was against a division rival. I like this matchup a little bit more. I was encouraged with what I saw. Kenny Pickett had the lowest amount of passes in the middle of the field with Matt Canada this season. Last week, 9 for 11 throwing in the middle of the field over 130 yards. 58 yards last week for Pickens. It's the most he's had since week seven. I know it's not fantastic, but the matchup is fantastic. Arizona dead last when it comes to quarterback completion percentage against. And both Arizona corners in the top 15 and yards allowed per route run covered, according to our wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. I mentioned all the tight ends on by this week. And with all the injuries in New Orleans at the moment, Chris Olave questionable, Rashid Jaheed questionable. Uh, people are starting to talk about A.T. Perry. I think they'll lean on Taysom Hill a little bit. He's lined up more as a wide receiver than he has as a running back or as a quarterback or as a tight end. He can catch a couple passes. He may toss one in the end zone. He also may just score a rushing touchdown, which is something he's done this week. I think he has top five upside at the position. Talked about Pat Fryermuth and the Steelers offense last week. Now, a lot of those throws in the middle of the field were to Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he racked up 11 targets, nine grabs, and over 120 receiving yards for him. I don't think he can count on that, but he's a, he's a top 12 tight end. You're really encouraged with the changes that we saw from the Steelers offense last week. And then Jawan Johnson talked about the, the, the injuries to the saints uh, unquestioned. Like we just may not see Chris Olave, even if Chris Olave does play this week and Rashid Shahid. And I think Olave has a better chance to play than Shahid. I think Jawan Johnson, even though, we talked about Taysom Hill being a top five tight end. I think Juwan Johnson could be a top 12 tight end this week. A season high seven targets and 45 yards last week. Got to throw the football uh, to somebody. <laughs> Derek Carr does. And you know what? You can toss on Detroit. Uh, Detroit has been a, a good rush defense this season. But over the past couple of weeks, they've allowed a lot of passing yards. They struggled against Komet a couple of weeks ago. They let a touchdown to the rookie Kraft last week as well. So it's very possible. Uh, we could see Pickens has been an, an extreme. Yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong, Dusty. He has been uh, a huge disappointment in fantasy. I liked him more than Deontay Johnson. And then Deontay got hurt and we saw the first game Pickens great. And then he went away. It, I think just everyone in general in this Steelers offense has been a disappointment. But I think you have to be encouraged with what you saw last week. Uh, they had six plays of 20 plus yards. And I know they only had 16 points and we're like, we're applauding them for having 400 yards of offense for the first time in 59 games. And uh, I think it's all encouraging, right? I saw some throws in the middle of the field, which just wasn't the case to go back to the, the Kenny Pickett stat there, not throwing the ball in the middle of the field and, and throwing it in the, in the middle of the field 11 times, 11 times. Uh, so again, I think it changes, change the scenery is, uh, is good. Dusty in the house. Welcome in. I also like the Dolphins nine and a half. I like the Dolphins at, at um, a six point five and a half spread to in the first half in case of the garbage time stuff that could happen there. Uh, Josh Downs absolutely could be a, a league winner for you. A lot of volume. You know, he's not catching a lot of those passes. But like I said, Gardner Minshew is really throwing the football to two guys. It's Michael Pittman. And it's uh, Joshua, I call him Joshua, uh, Josh Downs. And we'll give some more love to Downs and Pittman in just a little bit. 
So we talked about guys that we like a little bit more than maybe consensus. And we like the matchups, borderline starts. It is all about context, of course. We'll get six teams on by. Uh, these are players that I would sit in week 13 of the fantasy football season. Let's just go with Stafford. You know, we talked up a little bit of, of Kenny Pickett and I like some of his weapons, but I don't view him as a top 12 quarterback. There certainly are better options out there for you. But Matthew Stafford, he could catch a break this week if the Browns are without Miles Garrett and they're without Denzel Ward. Um, and still a little hesitant to start Stafford. One game this season with more than 17 fantasy points. The Browns are number one in DVOA defense, according to FTN. The fewest yards allowed, the fewest passing yards allowed, only 114 passing yards per game. Again, these three quarterbacks you could start as super flex uh, plays. And if you're in a pinch, you can certainly start Jordan Love this week. Jordan Love is trending up. He's had a couple good games in a row. He's playing his best football of his NFL career. He's got a couple games with... Uh, at least 30 rushing yards, 39 last week. That's kind of like starting with a free touchdown. So that's nice. There's a little bit of a floor there. Uh, but before we go all in on Jordan Love being a top 10 quarterback this week in fantasy, which some people are talking about, let's also give some love to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a really, really tough matchup. The Chiefs are third in total DVOA. They're number three in pass DVOA, according to FTN. They've allowed the fourth fewest yards, the fourth fewest passing yards, the sixth lowest opposing quarterback completion percentage against, the fourth fewest fantasy points to backs, the third fewest yards per attempt, a bottom 10 matchup for quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. And overall, they've allowed the third fewest points per game in the NFL. This is a big test for Jordan Love against the Super Bowl champs. You don't need me to tell you that. Sneed is a really good corner. McDuffie, this is a defense that is playing really, really good football. Mahomes' first matchup at Lambeau. It should be a fun one and a good test for Jordan Love and company. Uh, but again, as a single quarterback league, top 12, He's not uh, cutting it for me. Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. These are obvious sits. Chuba and Miles combined for 29 carries last week. They racked up 73 rushing yards. Chuba had the better day, scored a touchdown, caught five passes. If you need him as a flex, I totally understand it. But there's a lot of other, it's like 30 plus running backs able to play over both of these guys. And Tampa has allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Sit them both. AJ Dillon had the backfield to himself last week, and he could have the backfield to himself again this week, but I don't care. Kansas City, third fewest points allowed, as I mentioned fourth fewest yards per carry third fewest fantasy points um uh or excuse me third fewest yards per play allowed uh 14 carries in back-to-back -back weeks for aj Dillon, and he still couldn't top 45 yards or nine fantasy points he looks like he's running through mud it's a desperation play only and then joe mixon i would play joe mixon over the the carolina guys and over aj Dillon. And over Brees hall but joe mixon and Brees hall are guys that i just um at the moment you know, it's just not there for me. Let's start with Mixon. Mixon's getting all the touches out of the Cincy backfield. He's a threat to rack up anywhere from 25 to 45 receiving yards, but he hasn't topped 87 rushing yards in a game this season. Jacksonville's number one in rush DVOA defense, according to FTN. Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen, they're going to make Jake Browning's life very, very difficult this week. As for Brees Hall, the ceiling is there. The upside is there. I actually have him as a low-end RB2, but I think you could... Um, like Zach Moss, I would start over Brees Hall this week. Javante Williams, Rashad White. There are a lot of, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, a lot of backs that would start over Brees Hall. It's nothing against him. I know Robert Sala called him out and said he's got to, you know, get the grimy yards and, you, you know, he kind of took some shots at him. It's the Jets offense. They're down to Tim Boyle, who wouldn't even start in the CFL. Uh, this team can't move the football. Atlanta's pretty good against running backs. So I, I think he could do better. You know, if you're in a full point PPR league, the hope is that Brees could catch another five or six passes. 
Uh, but I'd be shocked if he had more than 14, 15 fantasy points. He really has to score a touchdown to finish as a top 20 running back. Uh, T Higgins is set to return this week. Uh, but again, I just, I'm not really feeling him or this Cincinnati Bengals offense. I think this Jacksonville defense is, is underrated. They can get pressure off the, on the quarterback. Uh, I mentioned uh, Walker and Allen. They both have 30 pressures each and there's not a team in the NFL that has two guys with 30 pressures outside of Jacksonville. So I think that they're going to make life really, really tough. Of course, there's no Joe Burrow. Uh, we've seen two good games from T Higgins and he hasn't played in, in weeks. Uh, Amari Cooper says he's going to play. I have to play him in, in one spot. I understand that you may have to play him as well, but uh, I would look elsewhere if you could. Uh, Joe Flacco may be uh, the guy under center for the Browns, and he may just pepper him like he peppered Gar Garrett Wilson last year, but I just don't think he can trust uh, the Cleveland Browns offense at the moment. Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. You should be frightened by this matchup, though. Jalen Ramsey, he's allowed the fewest yards per route run covered, according to our wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. He's got a couple picks already. This Miami defense is taking shape with Xavier Howard and um, Jalen Ramsey. And speaking of tough matchups, Marquise Brown as well. He's going to have to deal with Joey Porter Jr. Uh, this is one of the worst matchups, according to our wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. And Porter Jr. also in the top 10 in preventing yards per route run covered. Speaking of top tough matchups, Drake London. Looks like he's going to avoid Sauce Gardner, but he'll get DJ Reed, who's no slouch either. This is another tough matchup for Drake London and Desmond Ritter in the entire offense. I think that they'll lean on the ground game. That's why I thought that Tyler Algier could be an interesting flex play this week. Kyle Pitts, you don't need me to tell you to sit him. He just shouldn't even really be on your roster at this point of the season. Three or fewer catches in seven games this season. It's top 56 yards in one game. Uh, dude needs out of Atlanta. Tyler Higby, <laughs> there he is. Bats for Kyle. I, I think we'll see. I think we'll see some quarterback movement next year. Like, my bold take at this in the offseason was Kyler Murray would be a Falcon. I think that's I think that's still uh, I think that could still happen. They can't move on with Britter and they've spent, you know, three first round picks on skilled players over the past three years in London and Pitts and Bijan. Let's get a quarterback in there. Uh, Tyler Higby scored uh, two touchdowns last week it was the first two of the season. Just had 29 yards, though. He's been held under 30 yards. In six of his last seven games, I wouldn't go uh, touchdown chasing for him because the Browns have allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. And then there's Tucker Craft on the board. He also scored a touchdown. He only had two targets, and the Chiefs allowed the third fewest fantasy points to the tight end position. So, again, I know it's all about context, and there may be some guys on this board that you may have to start, like Joe Mixon or Brees Hall or Amari Cooper. Uh, but I would try to avoid these guys if you can. And I know Packer nation is going to be all over me on, uh, Jordan love, but there it is, bro. I go with love. <laughs> um, was there a love versus yeah. Um, seems like the entire industry, the love for Pittsburgh is getting out of hand could be a trap. Like Jake says, um, yeah, they, they really are. What I will say is. Again, over 400 yards of offense is nothing to be like to write home about. Like, wow, my goodness, they had 400 yards of offense. They only had 16 points, right? Uh, but they did play a division rival against the Bengals. But I, I did see some things that I liked. You know, as I mentioned, Pickett throwing the ball in the middle of the field, which is something that he didn't do. The fewest pass attempts in the middle of the field of any quarterback in the NFL with Matt Canada this season. And 9 for 11, over 130 yards in the middle of the field. Part of that is getting a guy like Fryermuth back. But this is a good spot against Arizona. 
Like, come on, it's the Cardinals, man. Like we locked in under four and a half wins for this team. They, they allow the highest opponent completion percentage against they are brutal against running backs. So I am, I am not going crazy and starting Kenny Pickett. I think that Pickens is a decent flyer. You're starting Deontay Johnson. Both corners for Arizona are in the top 15 in terms of allowing yards per route run covered. They can't stop the run. They can start both backs. I like Najee more than I like Jalen Warren. Um, but yeah, I think that there's more like more hype around Jordan love here at the moment. And I, I have liked the past couple games. I think it's, you know, more telling on the chargers defense being trash and him coming back in that football game. I don't want to take anything away, but you know, I, I have to play devil's advocate here a little bit. The chargers are brutal. Like this team is awful defensively. And then he faced the Lions, who did some good things against Detroit, but I have some concerns about Detroit's secondary at the moment right now as well. Like, this is a, not a good defense, not playing great defense. Uh, he's going to get true test here with Mahomes and company. And Mahomes' first game at Lambeau, you know he's going to bring it. Um, the six-point spread, too, I think is so much recency bias in here. Like, in the past, we see Kansas City is six-point favorites against anybody. We're jumping on that. Uh, so I like KC, and I think that they're going to dial up some pressure on Jordan Love, and I think they're going to make life really, really difficult uh, for Jordan Love and company. So, yeah, I mean, you play him as a flex. Um, you hope that he runs around a little bit. Maybe you can hook up with Dubs or Reed or Watson inside the end zone. But I would be hesitant. Like, these are the quarterbacks. I actually wrote a few down here. I meant to give this in the speech for my guy, Tyler, because I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback here from, from Jordan Love. I just want to reference uh, my rankings because I do have him as a borderline uh, top 15 quarterback this week. But here are some quarterbacks. And I thought I wrote this down. Oh, yeah. Like, Brock Purdy, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Sam Howe, Kyler, Gardner Minshew, even Baker Mayfield I have ranked ahead. And Carolina's past defense and has been pretty decent, but I think he's going to hook up with Evans. Kate Otten's trending up. Um, so I, I like I like Tampa in that game. And I know that sometimes there's this spark inside an organization when there's a coaching change. I just don't think we'll see that really in Carolina. And I don't think we'll see that with Washington defensive backs and stuff. We're just going to start learning how to play football um, because there was firing. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, absolutely. Free pits in London or just get a new quarterback. Um, go get Kyler, go get Kyler. And I don't think he's like, like from a fantasy standpoint, he's elite. I don't think he's an elite quarterback in the NFL, but it's certainly an upgrade. Go get Kyler. Arizona is going to be in the, the quarterback conversation this year. Should I say go get Justin Fields? I actually think the Bears should hang on to Fields, draft a defensive player or somebody on the line, and then draft uh, Marvin Harrison and get a new coach. <laughs> get a new coach because Eberflus is not get these guys get these guys are not it. And I think Fields, man, like I he's done en enough good things. Like there's moments I think he could be coached up. I think he could be coached up. The same people that say crap about fields said the same thing about Jalen hurts didn't have a deep ball was brutal um and then what happened they got aj brown Jalen worked in the offseason hard with his craft working with tom brady and he took a leap forward he took a step uh and i think that fields could do that too and the biggest step was was getting dj Moore. imagine having dj Moore and then marv and then maybe a, a, a creative play caller there i think it could work man um 
I really could. Or they just trade him, get some pick, get some assets, and and go with Caleb Williams, uh, and then maybe still even Marv there. It's it's possible you can do that. But I think Fields or Kyler. If I was Arizona, I'd be, or if I was uh, Atlanta, I'd be calling, I'd be making some calls. Mixing schedules, gross. He's just been brutal all year. Um, yeah, Mahomes as one super flex league, and you got maybe Love in there. I think I want to play Samuel over Brees and the flex Curtis. Um, Curtis was on the prop list for me, and I'm going to share some props. He was right there, and I took him off because of the juice. I think his catch props three and a half around minus one thirty two. I have it in the bet tracker. I don't think he's going to rack up a hundred yards and nine grabs and double digit targets, but I actually really like him. And if it was a PPR league, uh, I, I would consider this Mikey Boyagi. I don't think it's super crazy. You know, the matchups that are tough is for, you know, Jalen Ramsey on Terry McLaurin and then Xavier on um, Jahan Dotson in the middle of the field is where you really attack the Dolphins. And we know about how among the leaders in passing attempts and passing yards, they're 10 point dogs here. I don't I don't hate it. Uh, I could see him having a better day in a full point PPR. Like, of course, we both know that the ceiling is is Brees, but um, yeah, oof. How you liking your home dog Eagles this Sunday, Meanie? Um, yeah, it's 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 wild. I I, I think San Fran's going to win the game. I really do. And um, I just kind of say it how it is. I can sit here and say, you know, all, all those things about Philadelphia. And, and it's, you know, when I say things like they find ways to win, there's always somebody stepping up, whether it's Jordan Davis on, on the line of scrimmage in overtime or Jalen Hurts or Jake Elliott or Bradbury with a pick or just anything. It seems to be somebody that steps up every game uh, to pull off a victory. But I don't think like this is what, four or five straight weeks playing from behind. And I know Jalen Hurts, an NFL record, 14 straight W's against teams with a winning record. And he's come from behind. He's had some great fourth quarter play. But I don't think they can start slow here against the Niners. I think it's going to have to be very important for them to get a lead, uh, make Brock Purdy play from behind at the link. Um, I, I, I think that San Fran is more complete than Philadelphia. I, I, I don't think that they should be dogs. I don't think that they should be home dogs. Like, what are we even talking about here? And ESPN comes out with this, like, power index where they have the Eagles seventh. Like, is that just, are they trolling? Are they looking for clicks? Like, how could you have, like, all the teams ahead of them, like Dallas and KC and Buffalo and Miami, Philly beat. Like, I, I just, it's just so weird to me. And I don't think that they should be home dogs here. I think they should be favorites. But I, at the same time, I think San Fran is more complete. I think their defense is more complete. I like their linebacker play a lot. And the Eagles are struggling in their passing game. Like they are, they're giving up big plays. Bradbury and Slay are looking a touch slow. This should be a really good game. It should be fantastic. Uh, I like the under. I think San Fran goes in there and squeaks one out. Don't hate me, Philly Nation, but uh, that that's where I'm at at the moment. Should be a good one. Have Nico Collins, Josh Downs as two starters, Chris Olave, Christian Watson on the bench. Do you agree? Half point PPR super flex. Um, you know what? If Olave plays, I would play him over Downs. Um, just man, he was on pace for like 20 targets last week. I would, I would play him. There's nobody else there. The Lions are giving up some big plays. I, I can't, I can't sit Chris Olave, honestly. Like what he did, all of his, his usage last week was in the first half, I believe. Like he racked up, um, nine targets, seven grabs, 114 yards. I would, I would, excuse me. Wow. I would play Olave. I would play Olave over Josh Downs. We'll see. I, I think he has a chance to play. He practiced limited fashion yesterday. I haven't heard anything about him today or not, um, but 
I think I think you're definitely right to to sit Watson against Snead. Uh, I'm seriously debating starting Bryce Young over Carr without uh, the wide receivers. Yeah, um, uh, yikes, lost Burrow. Uh, I don't know, man. I th- I think you know if there's no if there's no Olave, I could definitely get behind it because you know you know you know you're going to see some Taysom Hill, and he can get in there and toss a touchdown. He can run for one. Uh, I know you can really throw on Tampa Bay, but I don't know how much of a day Bryce is going to have. I can see it. I would, I would probably still go Carr there, Jay. But I, I know where you're at. Uh, Bears need to trade Fields to the Giants for cheap. Hmm, this one for you. Uh, what's up, Mister Nice Guy? Welcome in. I got one for you. Means uh, Jerome Ford against the Rams or Connor against Pittsburgh? Check down Flacco to Ford. Yeah, I, I actually would go Ford here. I think that they are going to lean on the ground game a bit and and uh, Ford can catch a couple passes, check down stuff. And for Connor, you know, the Steelers can get a, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They can they can stop the run. And I've seen a little bit of Michael Carter. Uh, I don't know offhand the usage, but I was watching that game and I was seeing a little bit more Carter than I thought I would. You know, four carries, four grabs, 15 yards. I got Ford ahead of in, in my rankings, even in a PPR league there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gotta be trolling to be four of the six teams ahead of them. Hertz, uh Hertz is so clutch. Man, Hertz, he really is, man. This guy, he just like bear with me. This is the Eagles thing. It's not, it's this is just go back to the Bama. Like, dude just wins games. He wins games on the brightest stage under the biggest, like under the brightest lights on the biggest stage i can't even talk he does man he wins games <laughs> what it's a tiger. can you just george who's the bigger goat tiger or jalen it's tiger he's george is in the green room here showing me a tiger woods funko pop i don't know how tiger's doing right now at the hero world but he must be doing good maybe did he just sink a birdie putt is that why he's like oh baby um yeah jalen gets it done man you know you you saw the video surfacing this week on social media about him being 34 and 4 you know, only suffering four losses in college and the reporters saying it's not going to be like that in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts is 35 and four in his last 39 games. Uh, he just wins football games. He's 27 and two in his last uh, 29 games and quarterback wins stat all that. I don't want to get into that nonsense. So they do have a really good team uh, behind him. But man, he just he really does find ways to win games, whether it's with his arm or, or with his legs. And I don't know, like he said after the game, what else is there to say if you know, last year it was all about the schedule being trash and they're beating up on good teams. This year it's like, oh, well, they're just, they're lucking into these wins. You know, we're still ranking Buffalo and KC and Miami and Dallas ahead of them, even though Philly beat those teams. And if he wins this week against San Fran, I think like just give him the MVP, right? I mean, it won't matter about next week what the Dallas Cowboys do, the Eagles. Um, if he finds a way to beat San Fran and he beats, um dallas next week i mean everyone else can just shut the heck up about um criticizing him but this is the biggest thing for me is the linebackers slot cornerback play uh i think that um yes forecast yet again rainy i think that does i think i feel like that favors philly a touch maybe because the last couple weeks they've played in that exact type of environment at home they can lean on the ground game here a little bit but both teams are like one and two and stopping the run you got cmc on the other side which trumps anything that philly will throw at you 
I give the edge to the linebackers. I would say the corners are slightly better in Philadelphia despite the numbers this year, but the linebacker play, I'd say the quarterback play is better in Philly, but the running back play is better. And it's almost a wash. I'd give the edge to the pass catchers in Philadelphia. I, I think that that AJ and Devontae are better than slightly better than Debo and Ayuk, but Kittle, you know, Goddard practice today. I don't think he's gonna play with the fracture arm, but you got Kittle in there as well man both these teams are good should be a good game but i don't think that philly can stop i don't think anybody can stop mccaffrey <laughs> he's like minus 250 to, to score a touchdown I, I i don't think anybody can and the play calling that they that make that um mcdaniels can draw up it's um not mcdaniels um shanahan geez uh the play calling that he can draw up I mean, and the way the teams have kind of run on Philly over the past couple of weeks, like Pacheco. So, no, I don't think that I, I don't think that uh, they, they can limit him. They can limit him. Both teams are like one and two in terms of rushing touchdowns allowed. They can limit him to like an OK day for him. Like if he has 87 yards, is that's good. Like this guy's a walking 100 yard running back and scores a touchdown every game. If they can limit him into the 70s and the 80s. Um, I would consider that a, a win. Uh, 49ers are beatable in the rain. Yeah, Brock Purdy, right? I've yet to see Brock Purdy get this done in really a hostile environment and cool it, Purdy fans. Like, I see what he's doing, but I want to see him on the road in a hostile environment in sloppy weather. I want to see that, and we'll see it. We, we, we just had excuses last year. Oh, you know, Purdy was healthy. You know, they would have won the football game. But part of why he wasn't healthy is because they couldn't handle the pass rush. And I still think that Reddick will be able to get after him and make life difficult for him. Um, but this is this is why I think the Niners are this. There's many reasons why the Niners are legit. But this is like the biggest one, I think, for me is, is Fred Warner, man. That guy, um, he's just such a difference maker. He's just such a game changer, man. He's it's And that's the biggest difference between the two teams is the linebacker play bad in the house. Think they can at least slow him down, but tough to stop McCaffrey completely. Absolutely agree. Uh, Dono Fontaine in the house. Who would you play a Chan over McLaurin Watson rice or none? You know what? I know a Chan's going to play. And I know that when he's played, he's done some really good things, but I have a hard time playing him. I've just, I, I you know, if you played him last week, he got burned. I would play, I would play rice over him. I would play Rishi rice over him. And, you know, he even only seeing a couple games from him, I can say that he's got a higher ceiling than all of those guys. But what if he suffers another setback? What if he only gets a couple carries? Like Jeff Wilson looked pretty good last week. Raheem Mostert's still the guy there. Uh, what if he only touches the ball five times? Like he showed us that with five touches, he can rack up like 60, 70 yards and a touchdown. But I, I'll say this. Like if you need a W, I don't think you can take that risk. I really don't. If you were, you know, oh, you're feeling pretty good. You you got eight wins, nine wins. You're going to make the playoffs. Even if you don't win this week, you can afford to roll the dice. You can play Devon a chant. You can play him and be like, yeah, I'm taking this chance on him. The ceiling is high. But what if he suffers another setback? What if he takes another hit and you need a W? It's uh, I'm, I'm not taking that risk. Um, it's up to you, man. It's up to you. But I, I, my per, I personally would play Rasheed Rice. Maybe I'm alone on that. Carter's gonna get a good chunk of snaps. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's about. Jalen, 
he should. Uh, I don't know if Fletcher's going to play. Kyron Williams, Hammerhead Union in the house. Kyron Williams over Rashad Rice, uh, Rashad White over receiving combine. He's given some plays here. Um, yeah, I like all those for sure. I actually have them all in the tracker. Uh, White, one of the better matchups over 100 rushing yards. And Pittman over six and a half grabs. I put in Pittman over six and a half grabs and 77 receiving yards last night. I'm not sure what the number moved to, but yeah, Pittman is, uh, he's getting double digit targets every week. I, I like that. I like both of those plays. Timothy Jones, three wide receiver, super flex, two quarterback league. I got CD cup and, and who should I pick between Jalen Reed and Amari Cooper? Um, I would go with J I would go with Jaden Reed here. And I know I talked up Kansas city's defense. He should avoid Sneed. Uh, he, he should avoid McDuffie as well. Take a look at our wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. I, I do believe that he will avoid those guys. Um, and I think he's got the best matchup. I just don't want to trust Joe, uh, Joe Flacco, you know, Flacco, you know, if you're basing it on the jets, it's possible, you know, he has like 40, it's possible he's like 40 attempts and, you know, Flacco should really lean on, on Amari, but I think they're going to run the football. I think they're going to run the football and I think they're in trouble. Like, how could you feel like Flacco is going to be able to, to go in there and, and have success? The Rams are, are fighting for a play. I know both teams are right there and, um, but the Rams are playing pretty decent football defensively lately as well. I would lean with Jaden Reed. I think that he is going, no, he is going to get Trent McDuffie, which is, uh, yeah, Jerry Sneed's going to get Watson and um, Romeo's got the best matchup of the three. But I think what I've seen from Jaden Reed and some end arounds, uh, kind of using him very much like Debo, I think that it's, um, I think it's possible maybe he can get a couple touches, a couple carries there. I want to share the projections. I always do this uh, for the, the fans, the viewers, the listeners, I definitely want to share the projections with you guys. It's one thing to get my take, but it, you, you know, you get another take in there is good. So we have Jaden Reed for 9.4 fantasy points in a half point setting. I'm um, not sure if you're a full point or not. And we have Mari Cooper for 8.4. So we have Jaden Reed for three and a half grabs, 42 receiving yards here. Mari Cooper for three and a half grabs and 53 receiving yards. But we do have the difference. I think we have uh, Jaden Reed for like eight rushing yards. So it's pretty close. I think I would I would start Jaden Reed. I mean, the ceiling does belong to Amari Cooper. Um, I think I'll go with Jaden Reed. Uh, Jay, I was a Hurts doubter for the longest time, but he's turned me into a believer who finds a way to get it done. Hard not to like him. It's really hard not to like him, man. He is. Uh, he's a smart quarterback. He really is. I love his attitude. I love the leadership that he brings. I had some doubts as well. You know, when at the time that the Eagles drafted him, I was a little like, really? They got Wentz and all these guys. And I was a little unsure, but I've seen improvement. I see the dedication to work on his craft. You know, he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. And, you know, I think that having AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith, like Devontae Smith is probably one of the better number two wide receivers in the NFL certainly helps. Uh, Mikey O says, Mikey O says the saints are a lock, a lock every week. We're not, that's not breaking news. Uh, Kyle Woods. Yo, happy Friday. Need a tight end with uh, Kincaid on by currently I have Juwan Johnson, but thoughts on craft Otten Everett and also Chig available. Uh, I, I like Juwan Johnson. Uh, he had the season high in terms of targets and receiving yards last week. I don't like craft. He only had two targets. He caught a touchdown. Otten's trending up. I don't like Everett. Uh, against the Pats and you know Chig has been okay you, you know he's been getting like his four or five 
uh, targets a week. I would my rankings have Juwan Johnson ahead, but I will also take a look at the projections and see what we uh, have here for you guys as well. Um, I also agree somehow, not somehow. I feel like Devontae Smith is going to beast against uh, Frisco. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I, I agree. I think he. I think he will as well. Um, I like more than AJ this week, but I, you know, if I had the choice, you know, you're starting AJ. I'm not saying anything there. You're starting AJ. You're starting both those guys. Uh, our projections go Kelsey Kittle, McBride, Ingram, Laporta, Ferguson, and Joku Hall or Hill, excuse me, Taysom, Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz. I think he's questionable, right? See some love on Brevin Jordan. I mean, I'm not going to go that crazy, uh, but you know, Schultz owner should have a backup in, in, uh, there as well. Fryermuth, Juwan Johnson, and then Kate Otten. Yeah, with John Johnson for five targets, three grabs, 33 yards. You have Kate Otten for four targets, three grabs, and 29 receiving yards. I, I like Juwan Johnson just because of everything that's happening here with the Saints. Even if there's uh, Chris Olave plays, I don't think Rashid Shahid's going to play. you got to throw the football to somebody. You really do. Um, so I would lean with Jawan and then I'd go Everett or Otten. Those are the two. If if Olave and Shahid play, then I, you know, I suppose you can go to Kate Otten there. Uh, but Jawan Johnson ahead of me for all those uh, all those in there as well. Uh, ouch, no way. Debo, Ayuk, or money. Debo and Ayuk are money are AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, not money. Like, what are we talking about here? AJ Brown's in an NFL record, six straight games over 125 passing yards or receiving yards. AJ Brown is better than all four. He is, he's better than Debo and Ayuk. Right? We can agree on that, right? I think AJ Brown is in the conversation with the best wide receiver in football. Like, he's right there with the, the best of the best. He's running a bit. And Mayo gave, shout out to Pat Mayo. He gave me a hard time at the start of the season when I said that AJ Brown was to me. Um, and I would have said this if he was still rocking a Titans jersey. He is. I think one of the better route runners, um, the physical play, the contested catches, he can go up and get it after the catch. I would say that he is the best of the four. And then I think Debo's a better real life than a than a fantasy guy. Ayuk is good not to take it away. And I think Devontae Smith is better one of the better route runners in the NFL. According to our contested catches um, statistics, uh, he's number two in the NFL over the last three years in con- contested catches. Uh, Devontae Smith doesn't really struggle with drops. I'd give the edge to Philadelphia. Um, I saw the debate on NFL. I think the NFL crew, uh, shout out to my guy Florio, went with uh, Philly as well. It's tough. It's a fun debate. They're all good. They're all fantastic. But I would uh, I would take the Eagles boys over the San Fran boys. Uh, no question about it. Uh, people say what they want about strength of schedule, blah, blah, blah. It's not easy to win any games in this league, for sure. If we're talking about... Um, maybe the Cowboys or the Eagles last year, the Eagles last year, everything was just about the schedule. How is the past defense number one overall? And I think, you know, people had, there was something concrete about that when it comes to the past defense, but you play who you play. Dallas is, is getting the same thing Philly got last year. Schedule's easy playing against uh, easy teams. You play who you play. And it's all about, uh, it's all about that. Devontae's dead money. I'll take Sam. Dude. <laughs> what's going on here? Come on, Hammerhead. You can't think Devontae's uh, not good. Devontae Smith is is probably the best two in football. Um, daily handle, Jordan Allen. Saints have a ton of injuries. Olave probably won't play. Yeah, it's a tough spot for them. I definitely like, uh, like Detroit there. I like Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns uh, for sure. And uh, we got Mikey Boy. That's the factors. Purdy good enough. Uh, Hurts is man. <laughs> Killing me. Drinking the San Fran Kool-Aid. Drinking the San Fran Kool-Aid. Yeah, we'll see if they can hang around this time at the link. 
Uh, I need to see one full game from a champ before playing him. And I agree. I agree with that. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is a little bit of a risky play there for sure. Okay. Um, any other questions here? I got some props and some picks. Lane Johnson plays against Frisco. Do we know that already? I think he is going to play. I think he could have played last week as well, but it was more about this week uh, being a big game. Of the Eagles take care of the Niners this week. They will have that number one seed. Um, what do we got here? Battling with some injuries. Would you flex Noah Brown, Jalen Guyton, or Justin Watson? Is Brown uh, for sure going to play? I know he was limited. Um, this is Noah, right? Yeah, Noah Brown. I know he was limited. And I'm not seeing the latest on him today, but if he does play, I, I probably would play him over the rest. Galen, Jalen Guyton, um, he's just been okay and certainly like him more than Quentin Johnston. And what Belichick does best is take away the opposing team's top players. So he could limit Keenan Allen to an extent, even though Keaton's been a uh, Keenan's been a beast uh you know what like as of right now conaline watson uh, i know that he didn't have a lot of volume but he is scoring touchdowns he's getting some targets inside the red zone i, I don't believe in mbs Kadarius, tony or sky more it's possible he could score a touchdown uh, i'll say this if noah brown is practicing in full today and if he is active i will i will lean with him uh, but i don't think the games that you saw in week nine and week 10 with like six for 153 and seven for 172 i don't think he can count on that because those games, we we didn't see um, a healthy Tank Dell or Nico Collins. I believe Nico missed one of those games, and even Tank was banged up just a touch. So got Robert Woods on the field. Um, right now, I, I lean, I lean Watson. But if Brown plays, I'd go with Brown there. But um, yeah, it's uh, I get it. You're battling us through some injuries. Is um, is Curtis Samuel available? I would play Curtis Samuel over those three guys. I would go there. Um, yeah, we had Higby as a, as a sit, the Browns allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I know he scored a couple touchdowns last week, but he's been under 30 yards majority of the season in each of his games. Uh, at the end, I want to thank you every kind. What is this at the end? I want to thank you every kind of, uh, help you gave me, uh, 10 and two. Wow. Congrats. You don't need my help. It looks like you're ready to go. Um, yeah. I am. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of San Fran Philly talk. You guys have, you guys have, um, go ahead. And you guys think that, uh, Ayuk and Debo are better than AJ and, and Devontae. Go ahead. And it's like, it's like, a, it's a coin flip. I think most people in the NFL would lean with the Philly wide receivers, but you know, you can, uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. <laughs> we have the Kelsey one. They have the Kel catching Kelsey one. That one's pretty good. Uh, we me and Travis Kelsey. Good, good, good. Okay. Uh, let's, let's go with some props. This is what I have for props here. I have a ton of, uh, action in the FTM bet track and I'm really happy with over the past couple of weeks, we've had, uh, some real nice momentum here as we head into the, the stretch run of the NFL season. So, uh, some of these numbers may have changed, but this is what I have in the tracker and what I have. And when you have the betting, uh, picks when you have the package you get notified right away we'll make a pick we're in the discord channel we talk about you know jumping on lines before things do change so uh the matchup this is where the eagles will struggle struggle when we talk about the difference between the two teams uh the eagles have been one of the worst teams in football against tight ends they're in the top 10 and allowing catches and receiving yards and touchdowns and fantasy points allowed to the tight end position and uh i really do like kittle in this spot i think that's uh, going to be the difference in the game is 
the linebacker play. Like, uh, you know, Debo can call Bradbury trash all he wants, and that's going to be a fun matchup and slay with Ayuk, and that'll be a fun one as well. But I don't think the Eagles have an answer for the middle of the field and, and the problems that George Kittle is going to bring to the table. Um, so over 45 and a half receiving yards. He didn't do it last week. It was against Seattle. They blew them out. I think this game will be a little bit more competitive. And if you look at the last four games or the four games before that, rather, 78 receiving yards, a buck 49, a buck 16, and then 89 receiving yards for George Kittle. Uh, Devontae Smith, he's got a really, uh, I like his matchup, and I think teams will continue to focus in on uh, A.J. Brown, right? And that's what's happened over the past a couple of weeks. We've seen some uh, double coverage, some brackets uh, for A.J. Brown. Uh, but I do like uh, Devontae Smith here against Lenore. I think that's a, a pretty decent matchup there. In fact, our wide receiver cornerback matchup tool has A.J. Brown as a plus matchup against Javius uh, Ward. But I like what Devontae has done over the past couple of weeks. He's been the safety valve for uh, Jalen Hurts on third down. His right running ability is fantastic over the last, I mean, this number here at 57 and a half, I mean, he could do that on one grab. I always see at least one shot down the field to Devontae Smith the last couple of weeks, 99 receiving yards, 106. And what I, what we've seen from Devontae Smith, I mean, the, we've seen this story last year when Dallas Goddard went down. We saw an uptick in targets and usage for Devontae Smith. And I don't think we'll see Dallas Goddard play. And if he is active, I don't think he's going to be full go. I mean, he just fractured his arm a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I know that he said he feels like he's ready to go, but it is all about the doctors. I'd like to hold him out one more week. I think Philly would like to as well. And have him for next week to, you know, with the division on the line against the Cowboys. But 57 and a half receiving yards. I mean, he's cleared this one in three of his last four. And he is averaging over 65 receiving yards in games without Dallas Goddard. As for Josh Downs, have Josh Downs in the tracker and receiving yards as well. I think that the, the receptions are a better play. We also have uh, Michael Pittman Jr. over six and a half receptions and over 77 receiving yards. Uh, Gardner Minshew throws a football to two guys. That's it. Just two guys. And it is Pittman and it is Josh Downs. Five grabs last week on 13 targets. Week nine and week 10, he battled through that knee injury. If you go back and look at week five, week six, week seven, week eight, he had six targets, six grabs, 97 receiving yards, eight targets, five grabs, a touchdown, six targets, five grabs, 125 and a touchdown, nine targets, seven grabs and 72 receiving yards, a ton of volume, a ton of opportunity, a good matchup here against the Titans. They've allowed the eighth most fantasy points overall to a wide receiver. So it's a pretty good spot there and a really good spot here. And in fact, this is, the biggest mismatch uh, in the NFL this week in terms of Washington, the Washington commanders have allowed the fourth most yards per game, the third most passing yards, the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, the second most yards per carry, the fourth most yards per attempt, the most, the most points per game. They are dead last in defense DVOA. According to FTN, uh, their overall defense is the second worst, in, in all football and total DVOA, they're number four. This is a team that can't stop the pass. They've allowed 28 passing touchdowns. And then you talk about Miami, who's number one in passing yards and, and yards per attempt and uh, yards overall and, and pass offense DVOA. Uh, this is one of the better marks and get uh, balloons there for George. How do you do that? That was fantastic. Um, yeah. Anyways, we have uh, Waddle for nearly 80 receiving yards in our projections. And I know it's been all Tyree kill and I've, I'm laddering him Tyree kill over hundred receiving yards. I think over 97 and a half, I'm going over 125. I'm going over 150. I'm going to ladder um, Tyree kill. And I think he could do the same here with Jalen Waddle. I know it's been an up and down season. There's some, some things that have been better in his game lately. 
eight grabs, 114 receiving yards last week uh, against the Pats, 121 receiving yards on seven grabs. It just takes a couple catches, just like Devontae Smith, uh, to get to this number. So I also have Waddle for over four and a half catches. There's a little bit of juice on that. I'm still seeing minus 128 for Waddle uh, in the prop shop. Get the best possible number out there. Uh, Javante Williams, been riding Javante Williams' rushing attempt props for for quite some time here. Last week, 18 carries and 65 yards. So I have him over 14 and a half attempts at minus 130. Most books have 16 and a half, 17 and a half. I think FanDuel is hanging this number. I would take anything as high as 16 and a half. Uh, the past couple of weeks, 27 carries, 21, just 11 against the Vikings and 18 against Cleveland last week. And, you know, he's he's topped this number in four of his last five games as well. It was a tough spot week 11 against the Vikings. They're actually a pretty decent front defense. The Texans are the middle of the pack, and this does seem to be his backfield at the moment. So over 14 and a half attempts and over 55 and a half rushing attempts. Uh, Najee Harris, this is another one. We've had this one in the bet tracker for weeks, man. I just think that there's really good value as everyone talks up um, Warren, and I like Warren as well. You know, when we talk start and sits, uh, I do have Najee ranked ahead of him, but I think both of these guys are are startable. But if you look at Najee, like 13 and a half rushing attempts is just too low. Um, 19, 14, 14, 14, seven against Jacksonville, good rush defense, 16, 16, 12 against Cleveland, good rush defense, 15. So this guy's had at least... 14 rushing attempts in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of his last nine football games. And he leads the NFL in, in, in runs of at least 15 yards. And last week was encouraging to see like they had six plays of 20 plus yards. They threw the ball down the middle of the field. And this matchup is fantastic. It doesn't get much better than this. A game where they're five and a half point favorites at home. Uh, the, Arizona Cardinals have allowed the highest quarterback completion percentage against the third most rushing yards, the second most fantasy points to running backs. They're inside the top 10 in yards uh, allowed per carry. They've allowed the second most points overall. Najee Harris is going to get 15 to 16 carries. Jalen Warren's going to get his eight to 10. They're going to run the football. Uh, they're going to run all over Arizona. And I like the over 54 and a half. And in fact, I think that number is like 56, 57. Now I take anything. I think he's going to get over 60 rushing yards. He's been getting over 60 rushing yards in three of the last four games with Matt Canada calling the plays and him getting hit behind the line 34% of the time, which was a league high, by the way, before last week happened. And we saw, like I said, a little bit more creativity inside their offense last week. Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns. Brock does this every game that Debo plays. Like, Purdy turns into a pumpkin when there's no Debo Samuel. Like his numbers are night and day without Debo. You saw without Debo and without Trent Williams, he racked up five picks and three touchdowns over that three week span, all losses. Uh, but since Debo's been back, he's had seven passing touchdowns, uh, three in the back to back games against the Jags and the Bucks. And then last week, one. Uh, he missed on a couple throws, but, uh, you know, you can throw the football on Philadelphia. I think he'll toss a couple. And then Trevor Lawrence, like, how about this number? This is just way too low for Trevor Lawrence, uh, who has been fantastic over the past couple weeks. He's got. Six touchdowns over the last two weeks. It's coming off a game, 364 passing yards allow or, uh, you know, that he had anyways, which is uh, a season high for him. The Bengals have allowed six point seven 7.6 yards per pass attempt. It's the highest mark in all of football. And uh, they're not great at stopping the run either. This is a, a piss poor defense. And I think that Tila is going to light them up. Here's some touchdowns that I have. Actually, I have 10 touchdowns. They're ranked in order of how I like them. Uh, Jalen Waddle at plus 150. Zach Moss at plus 100. We talked about Zach Moss uh, earlier. This is his backfield. And if you want to go and take a look at week two to week four, 
He had two touchdowns, six grabs, 280 yards, and 66 attempts on the ground. Those were um, a few games without Jonathan Taylor. And against the Titans, who he has this week, and Taylor was playing in that game, Zach Moss had 23 carries, a buck 65 on the ground, two touchdowns, and he caught two passes for 30 yards, 33 fantasy points. It, most books are in the, the minus here. But I think Bet365 is still hanging plus 100. Sam Laporta, I just, I'm a sucker for him. We've had a lot of touchdown calls on Sam Laporta. He gets looked at inside the red zone. We've seen a couple of two point conversions, which tells me he's part of the red zone package there at plus 175. Kittle, we talked about it earlier. This is a good matchup for him. The Eagles are struggling against tight ends. How about Cortland Sutton? I think we'll see a fun game between the Broncos and the Texans here. And the Broncos are coming in red hot and Sutton and, uh, and Russell, man, this is what I thought we were going to get last year when I told you guys to draft these guys and we won some consolation brackets. I don't even think we won consolation brackets because Russ and Sutton were just so bad, but eight receiving touchdowns for Cortland Sutton. He's definitely the go-to guy for Russ inside the red zone. And then Nico Collins, I, like I said, I think we'll see, uh, it's definitely a pass happy offense in Houston and Stroud is throwing, you know, touchdowns every single game. So I think both of those guys find the end zone. I picked on the Bengals secondary. It's not great. And you know what? We've been saying this. We've referencing on Jake's show all in football that we needed to see Zay Jones on the field for Calvin Ridley to take off and Zay Jones the last two games on the field Calvin Ridley three touchdowns and nearly 200 receiving yards has been his best two games of the season he's got five touchdowns on the season we only need one more score to get the over uh five and a half receiving touchdowns for our future for Calvin Ridley and I say we get it this weekend Devontae Smith continuing to ball out for the Eagles as all the attention on AJ and again just a, a, a nice little red zone threat with his red zone threat with his running ability Rasheed rice is one of our favorites as well these last few are you know a couple longer shots with smith and rice and pickens and i just think that pittsburgh will have a good day offensively and they'll take a shot in the end zone pickens is the guy they take a shot in the end zone to uh not deontay johnson and Rasheed rice is among the leaders in yards after the catch and red zone targets and we've seen him already rack up a few touchdowns this season some longer shots there at the bottom. I see an uptick in Jamison Williams over the past couple weeks. Last week, you know, not as much as the previous two weeks, but I still see an uptick there. Uh, maybe a shot or two deep down the field for him uh, against the Saints. And as for Samaj P. Ryan, this is just a little bit of a dart throw here at plus 425. He has uh, had some red zone looks. He scored a touchdown last week. And then Curtis Samuel, as I mentioned earlier, like I think Curtis Samuel is a good super good super flex. I think he's a good flex play this week, especially in PPR formats. He only has two touchdowns. Both of them have come in the red zone. One was... Um, Actually, he's got three touchdowns. He had scored him in, in uh, week four, week five, and week six. Uh, all three of those were red zone touchdowns for him. He's not like a big A-dot guy. He's like a short yardage type of guy. But we saw an end, end around carry that he had that he converted for a touchdown against the Eagles. He was actually stopped at the half-yard line against the Cowboys. 12 targets, nine grabs. And with Ramsey and Xavier and Howard on Terry and on uh, Jahan Dotson, I think there's a chance, a little bit of a slight chance here for Curtis Samuel to score a touchdown. These four guys are probably my favorite guys, Henry Pacheco, Kyron Williams, and Rashad White, but they're all like, you know, minus money to score a touchdown. We laddered Derrick Henry last week. We had him to score a touchdown. We had him for over 14 and a half. 14 and a half was his rushing attempt prop. My goodness. And we had his rushing yards as well. I did ladder him up to 20 carries and over 100 rushing yards. He only had 18 and he was just below 100 rushing yards. But I actually see a massive edge over a 365. He's plus 600 for 100 rushing yards this week. Plus 600. That's at Bet365. Most books have him around plus 300. 
So I think he's in play to ladder again. The Colts have struggled against running backs uh, this season. They've also allowed uh, 15 rushing touchdowns, which is close to the league high. They're in the top 10 in rushing yards allowed, fantasy points allowed to running backs. And again, looking at our DVOA statistics, uh, this is a bottom 10 rush defense. And I think that, you know, in games where there's been four games the Titans have won, We've seen at least 18 carries from him in all of those games. And in games where they're behind, he's not getting on the field as much. This is a game where they're, I think, there are one-point dogs. They could control the pace of this game, maybe lean on him a little bit. So I think even though I didn't have him in as my as my props here, I, I do have him in the tracker for over 64 and a half rushing yards, whatever it is. And I will ladder him up to 100 again, and I will ladder the attempts up to 20 because the the proof is there. The game script does kind of favor him. And like I said, in games where uh, he gets like 18 carries or so, they they win games. And I, I think they can hang, although I do like the Colts to win the game. I think they can hang. But all these guys, I think, will score touchdowns this week. So I got Henry Bacheco and Williams and White in a parlay. It's like 0.25 units. It pays 14 to 1 there. They got the long shots and on the left and in order of how I like them there. Waddle, Moss, Laporta, Kittle, Sutton, Collins, Ridley, Devontae. Rashi Rice and George Pickens. This is where I'm at for picks. I like the Dolphins nine and a half. You know, the betting show we did this week. You can uh, watch in our FTN Network YouTube page. Myself, Abby Labar, and Sam Schrodery. We talked about Miami at uh, five and a half at half. Maybe there's some sort of backdoor cover here. But I think the Miami Dolphins secondary is taking shape here, as I mentioned a couple times already on this show. This is the best possible matchup for an offense like, like Miami against Washington, the most passing touchdowns allowed. Their D-backs just, they can't handle anybody in the NFL. How are they going to be able to handle Tyree Kill and company? So I know that they fired everybody on the defensive side of the football last week, but I just don't see a spark here, and I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to hang uh, with these two speedsters and what they can do on the ground as well. I like the Jags at minus 8.5. I also like the over there, 38.5. I think Jacksonville will get to around 30 points. I really like the football that I've seen from Trevor Lawrence lately. And I like this defense, man. Um, but I think since he can maybe get to 10 points, having T Higgins back, uh, I, I just think that if, according to our NFL model, this is one of the, the biggest edges that we have for the over to hit. And like I said, I think Jackson will get to 30. Maybe since he can do enough, maybe there's a defensive score there. Uh, the, my thinking here with Cincy is mixed in with, you know, all the wide receivers being healthy for like the fourth or fifth time with Zay Jones and and Kirk and Ridley. And this is a really good matchup for Evan Ingram. The, the Bengals have struggled against tight ends and one of the worst football teams against the tight end position. And I know that ETN is slowing down. And I think if you're ETN owner, you, you need maybe slight concerns because he slowed down last year. You know, we haven't really seen him as like a, a bell cow back consistently. He had the injury in year one. Uh, he slowed down and had the injury year two. And I think there were certainly concerns with Doug Peterson, you know, drafting tank Bigsby, although not giving him some love this season, but also Dearness Johnson trending up, maybe keeping him fresh. It's uh, it's a good matchup. I'm not sure how great he'll be in this game. You know, you're starting him as a top five back. There's no question. Dearness Johnson's a great handcuff, and I think he should be rostered just in case as that next man up. But as I mentioned with Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen, uh, Josh Allen of the Jags, like no team has two guys that have 30-plus pressures. The Jags do. They got two, and they're going to make life really tough for Browning. And I think the Rams will for Flacco, right? Turning over to Joe Flacco here, 
Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, these guys are questionable uh, to suit up. You know, I don't, I, I try to come here with like on the money line is like kind of coin flip games. Like I could have put LA in here at minus 190. I don't think we want to get involved with minus 190. I got the parlay there is the Jags, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Bucks to win at plus 296. I got the teaser here. Tease down the Dolphins at minus five and a half, the Chiefs at minus two, the Jags at minus four and a half, the Eagles at plus seven, the Bucks at minus one and a half. Heck, you could just go Miami, Casey, and Jacksonville, and that pays plus 175. You don't want to get involved with the Philly game. You don't want to get involved with Tampa, with the coaching change. You could just do Miami. Five and a half, KC two, Jacksonville four and a half. That pays plus 175. You add from Philly plus seven, the Bucks to win by two, it's plus 475. I like the Colts at minus 116. I like the Broncos. They're my upset of the week. I like the way that they're playing defense right now. Sean Payton has Russell Wilson playing. I get it. CJ Stroud has been he's been playing really good. A couple turnovers lately. Um, I, I'm I'm liking where this defense is at for Denver at the moment. Uh, they've won five straight games. They held the they held the Chiefs to, to 19 points. They lost that game. Uh, they beat the Packers, held them to 17 points. Then got the Chiefs again, held them to nine points, won that football game. Held Josh Allen and the Bills to 22 points, won that football game. Played Minnesota. Everyone was pumping Joshua Dobbs' tires, made him look silly. Held them to 20 points, won that football game. And then last week uh, was easy for them against the Browns, 29 to 12. So so I like where they're at defensively. I like the football that Russ is playing. I think we can lean on Javante Williams here. I know most people are on the Texans to win the football game, but I, I it's my upset of the week. I like Denver. Heck, the upset of the week, maybe Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> I like San Fran to win the football game, but in my own pool, am I not going to take Philly plus three at home? Yeah, I am. I'm going to take Philly plus three at home. Like, how could I not take them at home? And it's not because I got the cap on. It's because this team just finds ways to win football games. And until I've seen otherwise, I'm going to take the plus three. But I do think San Fran squeaks one out. I think it will be whoever has the ball last. It's like a 1.2 point game in my own pool where you pick your own spread and you, I will pick them by one because I can't overbet or I'll get no points. You get the 10 points for the correct call, but if you overbet on your spread, you're not going to get any points there. So uh, that's where I'm at with picks, and we are going to get out of here. We got uh, no Curtis Samuel, unfortunately, 12-team league, so waiver wire is pretty, pretty scarce. Yeah, I would say... Um, I would say you keep an eye on the status of Brown. I, I, would, I would probably go him... And if he doesn't play, I would go with Watson there. Uh, those those are available on DraftKings. The props are available on DraftKings, but I just uh, got the best number from our prop shop. Prop shop is awesome, Matt. Um, I'll put a link. I think there is a link inside the description of this video. It's like it's like Google search, dude. Like for example, Derek Henry. Type them in, and it'll show. And this is why why I love it so much. And I know that you may not have Fanduel and DraftKings and BetMGM and, and Bet365, but it saves you a lot of time and a lot of money. For example, actually I tweeted it out this week. Brennan Cooks, over 37 and a half receiving yards, which we had in the tracker. There was a book offering 37 and a half and there was a book offering 44 and a half and it was the exact same price. So this is what I mean about saving time and saving money. You can get the player that you like at a same price or similar price like four or five fewer receiving yards, right? So for example, I type in Derrick Henry. FanDuel has 60 and a half rushing yards at minus 114. And Unibet, has, Unibet and Bet Rivers have 64 and a half rushing yards at minus 114. So same price, but wouldn't you rather the 60 and a half as opposed to the 64 and a half? 
I don't think we're seeing a, a rushing attempt prop. I'll be, I'll be all over that. And same deal here. Like DraftKings is plus 105 for him to score a touchdown. And BetMGM is minus 175 for him to score a touchdown. Minus 175. That's why I had him in the parlay. It's, eh. But I can get behind the plus 105, like double your money for Derrick Henry to score a touchdown. I think he finds the end zone this week. So that's why I always preference the, the prop shot, plus 430 for him to have two touchdowns over at FanDuel and plus 330 for him to have two touchdowns over at BetMGM. There's a, there's a big gap. It's certainly worth your time. And again, look at this one. Three touchdowns, Derrick Henry, 21 to one at FanDuel. BetMGM, nine to one, right? That's... I love that sort of stuff. It's like we laddered Jack Hughes last night. We had him for seven plus shots at Bet365 at plus 500, but FanDuel's like plus 250. So it's it's worth it to kind of get yourself familiar with the prop shop and what it has uh, to offer. Albert in the house, welcome in. Um, yeah. Um, hey, you guys are still fighting over Ayuk and... Uh, yeah, I would agree. Daily handle AJ Brown is, uh, is better than Debo and Ayuk, and it's not even close. Yeah, it is not close at all. I mean, AJ Brown is a freak, man. This guy, this guy is, uh, I, I think he's, I think he might be the best wide receiver in football. I mean, Justin Jefferson's right there. Cooper cup just, unfortunately, the game, once he hit 30 and the injuries pile up, um, Tyree kill takes the cake. We'll give Tyree Kill the honor, uh, but AJ Brown, the, the physical play, the the yards after the catch, uh, he's definitely a better route runner than Ayuk. He's he's more physical than him. Yeah, it's uh, it's not even close. It's night and day, actually. Um, okay, we're gonna get out of here. Appreciate you guys. Good luck. Week thirteen. Hopefully, you get that uh, get that win. We got one more week here before fantasy football playoff time. Any questions? Hit me up uh, with some picks and some props. Uh, we got the the bet tracker. Josh Gross is winning tennis bets. Like this guy is um, probably already up three hundred units in, in tennis already. Uh, the college basketball team is strong, and we got NFL, NHL, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, as for tonight uh, on the ice, I am on the Sens to beat the Blue Jackets. I like Brady Kachuk in terms of shot props. I like Tim Stutzel for a goal. Uh, I do have Jack Hughes at over 400, uh, for 400 shots, over four and a half shots at minus 120. I think that price is gone, but I still think it's a decent price. Dawson Mercer, we've been riding out Dawson Mercer, minus 135 for a point. He's plus 165 for the assist. I like Toffoli for a two-point night at plus 165. I like Nico Heischer uh, for three shots as well. I think we'll see the Devils uh, route the Sharks. And we almost hit the 33 to one, and I'm going to go back to it. Uh, I think it's only 18 to one now because of the matchup, but he sure or, but uh, Hughes, two points to fully two points and Mercer, two points. You can do that over at bet three, six, five. You can do some milestone stuff in there. Um, anonymous on the way out played sharp Ferguson and Aubrey with uh, 15 kicker points over course. DK decides to finally have a game when my opponent has him, dude, man, this one league, this home league that I'm in, with Mikey O who gets brought up by Jordan Allen all the time. I think I'm second in points. I'm not going to make playoffs. I'm not going to make the playoffs. And I love my squad, man. I, I like, I really love my squad. I got AJ. I got Puka. I got DJ Moore. I got uh, Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. I got Laporta. I got uh, Montgomery, Javante Williams, Bijan Robinson. I'm, I feel like I'm putting up great weeks every week. I'm second in points, but I've allowed the second most fantasy points. And I went up against Cooks and CeeDee Lamb last week. It's like, oh, my goodness. Hey, sometimes it may be good. Sometimes uh, like it may be shit. There, Hammerhead Union. I like the Shabbat call there. Uh, he's returning tonight. Usually a hesitant guy returning from an injury, especially with a broken hand.
but I do like that. That was great. How you didn't play the video? It just played the audio. Did the video play? I think I'm a little sluggish on my end. The video played, but I just didn't get it. Um, my favorite upset this week is the Broncos. I know that I'm a, I'm alone here. It's either the Broncos or the Eagles in terms of a, an upset this week. We have the week 13 schedule. Um, man, I just really like where the Broncos are at. It's going to take a minute for that to pop up. Is uh, we've gone long here, like we normally do. I always say I'm just going to go 45 minutes, and I like hanging out with you guys and answering questions. Sometimes good, sometimes shit. Um, where's the where's the upset here? It's the Broncos. Most times the latter, right, George? Most times the latter. Uh, the Broncos. Where's the upset? I don't believe in Green Bay. I'm not feeling the Browns. Not feeling the Panthers. I have some people who think that Arizona's live dogs here, but I, I don't know, man. Like they got waxed last week by the Rams and Steelers at home. I think they'll just run the football down their throats and they just can't stop anybody. The Saints don't think the Saints, like if the Saints were at full health, I could get behind that. But I think it's the Broncos money line for me is the upset. They're playing good football. They're coming in riding hot. Confidence is a scary thing. They're very much alive in this playoff picture. Russ is playing good football. Peyton hasn't playing good football, right? I know CJ Stroud has been great as a rookie. I like where this Broncos defense is at. Think about it. They allowed, they allowed 70 points in a game this season, but last year their defense was one of the better units in all of football. They're kind of taking shape at the moment. Um, Pat's upset. I don't know. I, I never like, I'm a little uneasy about the five and a half. I think it's six and a half now for the, for the chargers. I'm a little uneasy of the Chargers as a road favorite, but the New England Patriots are the got to be one of the worst teams in football. You can say Belichick all you want. They just lost to the Giants. They went into New York and lost a football game to the Giants. Like the New England Patriots are a bloody mess. And Bill Belichick is probably on his way out. I'm not saying he's going to get fired. Maybe a mutual thing. But I think that there's going to be a change of scenery big time in New England. How many times are they going to roll out Mac Jones and go to Zappy in the fourth quarter? New England is atrocious. They're brutal. As bad as the Chargers are defensively, New England has to be. Um, I mean, other teams have things going for them. What does New England have going for them? Not much. Not much at all. Um, Bill auditioning to, to his future team. Oh, oh, there's a bold take. Going to be a Chaja. Next year, Staley's gone, right? I mean, the the Staley run is over. He's definitely lost his locker room, and I don't think he's that great of a defensive coach. I mean, his team's had good good players in the secondary and, and can't uh, can't get it done, right? So I would say I'll rank the upsets. I'd say Denver. I'd say, you know what? Philly, because they're 10-1, and one, and they're three-point dogs, and you can get a 10-1 and one team at home at plus 140, which is ludicrous. I'd say Philly... Denver, Saints, Arizona. If the Saints were at full health, like if you told me that Shahid was going to play and that Olave was going to play, I'd say there's a chance, but they're also missing a lot of Lattimore as well. Anyways, Broncos. Let's ride. Let's ride, Bronco country. And I love CJ, but let's ride. All right, good luck, guys. Um, hit me up if you have any questions. Start or sit props, all that good stuff. And um, we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Check out the Sirius XM show. We'll be live tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 Eastern. Myself, Jake Seeley, and Lauren Carpenter. From that, you're on your own. Sometimes good, most times shit.